Hello, welcome to Two Sick and Naked Healing Out Loud, where we vulnerably discuss the ups and downs of healing from illness. Each episode, I interview a brave guest who has extensive experience with illness and or wellness, and hopefully we will leave you inspired to warrior on as well as highly informed about something new. Hey friends, so before I jump into the deets of this sweet, sweet, sweet episode I have for you today, I wanted to give you a little update and let you in on something. Um, After much thought, I've decided to change the name of this podcast uh, from Too Sick and Naked Healing Out Loud to simply Healing Out Loud with Jackie Shea. Too Sick and Naked was originally an inspiration for a one-woman show and a book title, uh, things that would recount my experience with Lyme disease. But this podcast is really about the healing and the wellness and the self-care and healing out loud feels so much more um, authentic to what we're doing here. So if you see in the next coming weeks the, the, the logo change and the name change, don't be surprised. It's a super, super fun change. And the website's also going to change to simply JackieShea.com. Uh, it's just more fitting titles. So join me in those arenas and that'll be happening in the next couple weeks also the logo for healing out loud is now on the uh facebook group and it's so sweet thanks to jason snell for creating that beaut for me all right so let's jump into this week's episode i have with me kelly garza the owner of steamy chick the largest distributor of vaginal steam supplies in the united states interested in furthering vaginal steam education. She also founded the Parasteam Hydrotherapy Institute, arm of her company, to train practitioners to use vaginal steam as a therapy and to further research on the medical benefits reported. You guys, this episode is amazing. If you listen to this episode, we'll get all way up into what vaginal steaming is, how it helps, the studies that have been done and how it helps infertility, um, regulating your periods, which is something you know I struggle with. This is a big part of the period series for me. And at the end of the episode, Kelly actually gives me my own um, regimen to help me regulate my super heavy periods. So I did it. I've been on this Yoni Steaming train, you guys. It feels like a sauna for your uterus. It feels like the most self-love a person can get. It is for women of all ages. You cannot par- you cannot um, vaginal steam if you are pregnant or on your period. These are not good times. <laughs> Okay guys, the weekly challenge is to steam at home. And we tell you how you can do that at zero cost to you. That's that's the challenge. So let's get on that and follow me at twosickandnaked.com, soon to be JackieShea.com. Um, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Join the Healing Out Loud with Jackie Shea Facebook group. And follow me on Instagram for weekly challenge updates at Shea. Jackie. Thank you so much to everyone for being a part of this experience. Love you guys. See you over there. 
Hi everyone, your host Jackie Shea here. Today I'm so excited. I have Kelly Garza with me and she's the owner of Steamy Chick, the largest distributor distributor of vaginal steam supplies in the United States. Interested in furthering uh, vaginal steam education, Garza founded the Parasteam Hydrotherapy Institute arm of her company to train practitioners to use vaginal steam as a therapy and to further research on the medical benefits reported by numerous customer case studies. Garza is the for- is at the forefront of professionalizing vaginal steam into an alternative medicine field known as parasteam hydrotherapy, the use of vaginal steam for menstrual and reproductive health. So awesome. Hi, Kelly. Hi. So amazing. So I was telling you, I started, I got introduced to you and to um, vaginal steaming through my friend Sam Story, who's an acupuncturist in New York. Uh, because I posted on Facebook that I had crazy heavy periods and I was done. I was just done with oh. them and I've had them my entire my entire life. So for 15 years now, I mean my entire the length of my period. So for 15, 16 years now, I bleed so heavily every month. I struggle with anemia. You know, I can't go a, a cycle without bleeding on the sheets or my jeans or the bathroom floor. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> it's terrible. So I posted on Facebook and I was like, I want any and all suggestions for how to slow the flow, you know, and I live a very healthy lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't do birth control. Um, and my friend Sam posted about Yoni Steam. <laughs> And everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> and and um, uh, I got really interested in it because it just seemed like the safest thing that was that was suggested. Um, you know, it mm-hmm. wasn't an herb. It was it was to steam. It didn't seem to have negative side effects. So I went right. and I happened to find some at the Alchemist Kitchen in New York. Um, a few days later, I saw that there was Yoni steam there. And I was like, okay, let's let's do it. Let's give it a shot. And then she sent me a podcast, another podcast that you were on, and I listened to it and fell in love with you. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on. And you know, I started posting about it on social media, and a lot of people were ask. A lot of women were asking, "What is vaginal steaming? This is ridiculous." Yeah. Some people said this is ridiculous. Some people said this right. is amazing. Some, right, right, right. But everyone is curious. So, you're the expert. Please, what is vaginal steaming? <laughs> oh my gosh, how wonderful! Okay, so um, so it's my pleasure to be here to tell to talk to you and your audience about it more. Vaginal steaming is um, it's a practice. It's an ancient practice. Um, it's not just a practice. It's actually an ancient medicine that women have been using um, since as early as we can find records. So recently, um, one of my colleagues sent me a reference to um, how the women used to use uh, vaginal steaming to treat gynecological disorders in early Mesopotamian um, uh, society. Um, And then she sent me another photo of vaginal steaming as a cave drawing okay so from as early as like there were women women were actually using vaginal steaming as um as a medical treatment to address gynecological issues and um me i've i've known about it since 2011 and since then i've recorded 40 different countries where i found um where i found that vaginal steaming uh either is currently used or or was used previously and um and so 
it's very clear to me that this is a universal practice that that women that women use. And what vaginal steaming is very simply, it is when a woman, um, you know, uh, bottomless squats over um, a pot of steaming water or herbs. And um, it's a very warm sensation. It's warm and cozy. It's not hot. It's not meant to burn the woman or, you know, to, uh, to scorch her at all and i do feel like that's you know a lot of times when people have the reaction against it it's because they think that it's going to hurt or or be you know you know burn them or something no it's just like this warm relaxing feeling just like when you get into a shower and you just have that that relaxation that comes over you when the, the hot water touches your body the same thing when it comes to steam but now the incredible thing about steaming the perennial area the vulva the vagina is that the steam it introduces heat in that area and it's that heat increases the circulation in that area and what that does is it helps the woman's own reproductive organs to do what they need to do you know every organ when your circulation is cut off every organ organ you know is isn't able to function like that so just by bringing more circulation to that area it helps the woman's um it helps the woman's reproductive organs to just better perform you know their functions and that's that's one level of you know of how you know we understand you know the benefit of this treatment but then the next is that skin penetrates the cells i'm sorry steam penetrates the skin cells and because of that it's able to clean on a whole different level so for example it's been really successful at treating uh viral infections and um, and bacterial infections because the steam is able to, you know, to to clean the area um, on a whole different level uh, than just water could. Or that taking an antibiotic, which doesn't topically treat the area at all, might be able to, right? So, um, so it's been pretty. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's just it's so amazing. So, because you're talking about all these different treatments, so. Yoni, so vaginal steaming has been shown to treat a, a plethora of conditions, right? Um, oh my gosh, Jackie. Yeah. The list goes on and on. It yeah. just keeps on expanding. Tell and, me. And this because is just you, what we know. Right, because you, I believe, have the largest database of case studies. Yeah. So basically, I started steaming in 2011 and I saw that, so I was able to use it to bring back my period. I had a missing period. It had been missing for, uh, I don't know, a couple months. And then um, and then I saw that it got rid of all of the brown blood in my period. When my period did come back, just, uh, you know, within hours of doing my first vaginal steam, uh, that the that the, the menses was, was fresh and it was clean and it was much healthier than it had been before, right? So that's me. You know, that's what I knew. But as I started to work with more women, they were having... Um, you know, the, some of them had very different periods than, than I had. So, for example, the period that you described is very different than the period I had. I had a missing period, you right. know, and when I had it, it looked nothing like that, right? I didn't have cramps. I didn't have heavy bleeding, you know, like I didn't have anything like that, right? So I just knew that it brought back my missing period, right? Um, so the very first woman who, what, it was, a, it was a, a friend of a friend's, she was like um, to explaining to me all of these, you know, how horrible her periods were. And she, she explained a period, actually, it looks like yours. So I was like, whoa. And I said, well, I don't know, you know, like, you know, if it's going to help with a lot of what you have. But, you know, with the clots that you have and the cramping, I think if you steam 
uh, and you get rid of that, you know, and you help to get those clots out, then hopefully that will reduce the cramping, right? That was my, you know, my thought. Well, she steamed, Jackie, and then her period, within the next three months, it went down to a four-day-long period with fresh red blood that began, that uh, that was medium flow. All the cramps were gone. All the clots were gone. Wow. She was able to get... So I was like, I was pretty astounded. And her period actually ended up looking like what my period looked like, right? So I, it took me a while, but basically everybody that I worked with, I would always, you know, interview and figure out what their period was like. And I would, I would, you know, t- pay attention to the changes that they had. And and over time, it's been now, you know, three or four years. I've worked with um, over 700 women one-on-one. Uh, and I'm, I've learned that, you know, vaginal steaming treats everything. It treats everything. It helps women with postpartum recovery. It helps women uh, get rid of cramps. It helps women um, reduce their heavy bleeding. And not only that, what I saw with all of these different um, women was no matter what their starting point was, they were all, they all seemed to be able to get to this perfect period, this seemingly perfect period, this four days of fresh red blood, you know, clean period, no, no negative side effects. But the thing about negative side effects is we've always been told that those are normal. Those are just part of, you know, being a menstruating woman. That's just part of having our period. And then we won't have that once we go through menopause. You know, that's what I've always heard, the message I've always heard. And so um, so it became very interesting to see all of these negative side effects go away, headaches. Um, so, like, for example, in your case, you're losing so much blood or you, you've lost so much blood, so it causes the anemia. Well, we know that causes the headaches, right? So when we can reduce the amount of blood loss that a woman is having, then the headaches go away, you see? And then um, with the... Uh, with a lot of women have reported that their acne has gone away, their mood swings have gone away, right? And so these are all things that might, you know, um, point to, you know, hormonal balance. I don't think that steaming specifically affects the hormones. I think steaming helps the uterus to function effectively, which helps to, you know, to, to since the uterus is functioning the way that it's supposed to, it's able, the, the hormones are able to balance out as a result, right? right? And so, you know, one of the one of the common things that you'll hear, oh, I bet, I mean, if you post it on Facebook, oh my gosh, Jackie, <laughs> if you post it on vaginal steaming on Facebook, you are a brave person, okay? <laughs> and everybody who's listening, you're going to get the naysayers. And one of the things that they commonly say is, well, the uterus, the vagina is self-cleansing. It doesn't need any help. And that's absolutely correct. However, due to our own improper period care, the uterus doesn't always get a chance to do what it's supposed to do. So the period is a natural uterine cleanse. It's a natural uterine cleanse that happens once a month and it happens all on its own. However, and so during that uterine cleanse, the um, the walls of the uterus sheds and then an unfertilized follicle will shed. Okay, so that's what the period is. It's a uterine cleanse. And when we have our uterine cleanse, all of that stuff has to come out, right? right? And what do we do? We block it. Mm. We put a tampon in there and we plug it. So the fact that women have old residue, so basically what that does is it makes it so the uterus can't properly clean itself out and you get old residue buildup. And it can happen for other reasons as well, but the tampon is just such a good example of why we aren't necessarily getting our full uterine cleanse that our body is perfectly designed to do on its own. Right. So the signs that you're not getting a full uterine cleanse would be um, black blood, uh, black, brown blood. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times it's at the beginning or end of the period um, clots. And then the cramping is the result 
of of that being in there that the uterus contracts to try to get that out out mm. of there so those are oh. all signs that there's old residue buildup right that the uterus wasn't able to get clean so but i i lately this is my example it's terrible but the colon is also self-cleansing and when we have a bowel movement imagine if we put a plug in there imagine if we put a tampon in there oh, during God. a bowel movement <laughs> That's basically what we're doing to our uterus. And so, unfortunately, due to our own lack of knowledge on proper period care and what a period is and that it's actually a uterine cleanse, we have created the problem. (laughs) You know, we're creating this problem. And then the only way that the uterus, the uterus is a warrior. I see all these jokes online about, oh, my uterus is trying to kill me and blah, blah, blah. And it's funny. But it's not really the truth. What must the uterus think? Right? Mm-hmm. It's my thing. We hate it, right? We're plugging it up <laughs> and then um, eating all the wrong foods during the period, doing all of the wrong things, right? We're not properly taking care of, you know, letting our body do the uterine cleanse as it should, right? So, right. Um, so that's, that's where the problem, that's where the problem has, um, has gotten so bad. Oh, sorry. So the other thing, so the uterus actually chimes in to help. The uterus is still trying to do its function. So the one way that, so there's two ways that she can help to get the cleanse. One is to contract. A normal period, the uterus doesn't need to contract. There's nothing so big in there. The unfertilized follicle is not big. It's not big like a baby, right? The uterus has to contract out. But because that old residue is in there and because it's blocked, then it contracts to try to really get the job done. And that's why we have cramping. It's not actually cramping. It's contracting. right? Mm. And then the other thing the uterus can do is it can flush. It says, okay, so the blood is actually, uh, so the uterus has blood, uh, uterine blood vessels, and it opens up those blood vessels and flushes the uterus out with blood. The blood is the actual flushing agent. So the other thing the uterus does is it goes, I, have, I got some stuff stuck here. Open up, to, you know, open up the hoses. <laughs> flush more. <laughs> Send more blood, right? So the uterus actually sends a signal to flush it out with more blood and that's where you end up with heavy bleeding and ongoing bleeding the uterus is trying to flush it out Mm. because it can't get it out and that's for you with your cycle that's what's going on then that's why you're having that heavy bleeding and the ongoing bleeding in addition to the pain and the cramps and you know i imagine that there's clots in there too and it's it's basically that your uterus is doing two things your uterus is doing everything it can to help you get your uterine cleanse you know Mm. and yeah, I so like that. that. You're talking a lot about healthy periods, and I love that. And I think I saw on your website, steamychick.com, that you have a moon medicine course available. Yes, yes. Okay. So the moon medicine course. So I actually, so the moon medicine course references vaginal steaming. Okay. And I, I work with a, an acupuncturist, Chris Gonzalez. She's the steamy chick acupuncturist. Hmm. So I work with her, and basically, when I work with people and for steaming. Um, there's only so much that the steaming can do. The steaming is actually really effective, but there's only so much it can do before the person starts to work against the progress, right? If they're still plugging up their period, if they're still eating the wrong things during the period, right? Then they're still stopping the progress or creating the problem again. So I talked to Chris about this and, you know, she's passionate about this subject as well and educating, giving women the proper education that we need to take care of ourselves so that we can have healthy periods. And so I asked her if she would teach a course on proper period care. So the course that she created is called Moon Medicine, 
radical self-care practices for the for, for the perfect period. So she teaches basically what's going on during the period, some of the stuff that I just got into, and then exactly what you need to do in order to support that uterine cleanse rather than work against it. Yeah, and it's, it, it's incredible. It looks amazing. I don't, my eyes got all starry eyed when I saw it. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, because it's it's true. Like we do, I, I went to this um, retreat or this this day long thing once on periods and on women, on female, on, oh my God, women's health. And um, we were talking about what a healthy period is supposed to look like and how to make your period work for you. And, you know, it was a lot about like during this phase, you rest. And during the bleeding phase, you rest and you nest. And during this phase is when you can work out the most. And it, w- it was right. so helpful for me to, so to hear a, a professional say, you know, for the bleeding phase of your period and everything after ovulation, really, um, is for resting and nesting. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, like two weeks a month, our bodies want to rest. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it helped me to, to really like, to take it easy on myself more during that time. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, what do you use if you don't use a tampon? Do you use a pad or a cup or? <laughs> Can I ask okay. that? Do you mind? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, so I use pads and I use all natural pads that don't have toxins in them. Right. And I switch brands, um, you know, just based on what's available to me, you know, and, and what location I'm in and what's available. So, But I go into like all natural, you know, food stores and we'll find what, you know, what, you know, uh, menstrual pad options they have. And there's some really great ones. Um, I, I, you know, like five or six years ago, it was hard to find, um, and you might have to order online, but right now even target has like, uh, they have like two or three options for all natural, um, for all natural pads. So I use pads and I've also, um, I've also ordered some, uh, one of my friends, her name is La Loba Loca and she does a lot of, um, you know, education as well. She's a student midwife and she creates, um, I have, uh, she makes cloth pads. So I've tried cloth pads and I actually love them. They're way more comfortable than um, than the, the pads that I use, the disposable ones. But I am just not good at like cleaning and washing them. Right. <laughs> I just, it doesn't, it, for some reason it doesn't work for me. Uh, for me, I prefer just the disposable ones. And then, um, but in addition to that, there's these, now a new innovation has come out. There are period panties now. No, oh, yeah. And I definitely think that, um, that period panties are, are where I'm going to be going in the future. Mm-hmm. Although I'm worried about the same problem with the cloth pads. Like I, you know, Right. They're so comfortable. It's so much better. But, um, but you know, you just have to you have to wash them like right away. And right. and um, yeah. So no, I so, know, I know. Um, yeah. I know. So no, cups are also good. Cups are cups are also good. A lot of women have much better menstrual flow with cups. So I'll say that I'm not one to put anything. I'm not one to plug. I've I've never like you know I've never used tampons or anything and and it was for a different reason entirely I would have used them because that's what all my friends used and they made fun of me for using pads right but I just had uh, I just had pain put inserting them me too so was, okay yeah so that's why I didn't use them so it was very child you know everybody is supposedly childish of me but it was a good thing <laughs> you know I guess and now that I know more um so now 
So with cups, I was I was a little you know hesitant because it is a plug-in action, right? Um, but what women report, they report um, that the brown blood is able to go away, the the cramps go away. So to me, that means that they are able to. Uh, it's not enough of a plug, or it's not plug in the same way as the tampons are. So women are able to get to healthy periods with the cup, but not all women are. So I was actually just talking to somebody a couple of days ago, and she said she tried four or five different varieties of the cup. And at the end of the day, every time she puts it in, she has cramps. And when she takes it out, she doesn't. So mm. she moves the period panties and she's now cramp free, you know, from the period panties. Um, well, she, she's done a lot of vaginal steaming to clear out her uterus, but she was still having cramping as a result of that. So there is there are going to be cases where somebody really shouldn't be, you know, even using the cup. But the cup is a really good alternative for people that are used to the tampon. Right. Uh, I think that's definitely, you know, a good first step because it's 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 way better than the tampon and it's they're not to- they're not toxic. Right. I at use least. a cup. I, and toxic. I, oh, I do you? Okay. Yeah, and I love it and I I just I think tampons are so so bad for us personally or for me. Um So wait, I have a question. What about the seaweed tampons? Have you ever seen those? No. There's like seaweed sponges that you can oh, use yes. with tampons. Oh, yes. Yes, somebody just told me about this at a at a wellness convention and she was saying that the cup can scar your your lining. Um oh, And so she was like I use the sponge and I kind of brushed it off. I was like, cool. I'm not interested. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a natural seaweed sponge. So right. to me, that's like even more natural than the cup because the cup is you know, plastic, right? Yeah, silicone, yeah. 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 So, so to me, the seaweed sponge is a really great option. If I was a, if I was a, moving from tampons to something else i would have actually gone i would go to the seaweed sponge but i I actually got a seaweed sponge and i was like oh maybe i'll start to use this now and i was just like ah oh no i know (laughs) it's hard it's just not me it's It's hard but speaking of inconvenience right because that's kind of what we're talking about on some level um (laughs) with the washing and all um steaming steaming can feel it's for me steaming is I've only done it a few months now and it is the most meditative like self-love practice I have found. I love and I really I do have that feeling like I'm like I'm in a shower or like I just got out of it like my uterus got out of a sauna like it feels it feels (laughs) so good. Um, So I I do I, I love that and I think it can feel can you explain the process so there are these different herbs and you you boil water and you put the water in with the herbs, right? Like a cup, uh, a cup of yeah. herbs to four cups of water or something. Dep- yeah. It depends on the on the recipe, I suppose. And then you and then you squat over it and you steam. Now there are steaming stools that you make that you sell, yeah. um, and I don't have one. So, so I know, I wish I did. I wish I did, but, um, they're beautiful. And so what do you suggest to people that don't have the stool? Do you suggest a pot and how do you suggest they squat over it and a blank? Great question. Yeah. So steaming at home, all you're going to need is you're going to need a pot and some water. And, um, for herbs, it is best to get tailored herbs, you know, based on what your period is like. So on the steamy chick site, for example, I have four different herbs based on the different period types. So like for people with short menstrual cycles, I consider that 27 days or shorter. Then I have, um, a special herb formula for that. And those herbs help to extend the cycle and they help to, um, 
to make sure that there's not going to be any spotting before the period, right? So they're specifically designed for, you know, somebody who has that type of, of, of period. Then I've got another blend for women who have like, you know, infections or struggling with infections, right? So it's best to tailor the blend to, you know, the specific period with herbs. That said, you can always just use like a little bit of salt or um, mint. I think mint is a pretty is a pretty universal and safe herb that everybody can use. So like, um, I'm gonna say mint because I think a lot of women might have mint tea bags. You can just even just use a mint tea bag, okay? Um, and then maybe like half a teaspoon of Himalayan pink salt or some other like high vibe salt, right? So this is all that you would need. And, um, and, and what you can do is you can prepare your steam on the stove. And if you have an electric burner, you could use an electric burner, uh, electric burner as well. But um, so you'll prepare the, your herbs on the stove. You'll put a lid on the pot. You'll turn it up to high, and then you'll you'll bring you'll bring the the water to a boil, and then you'll let it go down and uh, and simmer. You'll turn it off and let it simmer for ten minutes. Um, you, this is this would be if you're using a tea bag and the salt that I mentioned, you know, or one or the other. Okay, so you're gonna. Um, you, you, now you've got your covered pot, so now you're going to want to carefully transfer it. Um, you can transfer it to the floor, okay, or to wherever you're going to steam. So you could put it directly on the floor um, if you have, uh, depending on what kind of floors you have, you might want to put pot holders under the pot, okay? And then um, you, you're going to want to have like a sheet uh, or, you know, or a big blanket that will hold in the steam. So you'll kind of have that, and you can, you can hold that in your arms, right, um, or, you know, wrap it around you basically and then what you can do is you can actually put your feet you can you, while standing put your feet on either side of the pot okay and then you can remove the lid and when you do that the steam will be going right up your legs it will actually be a vaginal steam but what you'll notice real quickly is that you want it to be warmer so at that point what you can do is you can go down onto your knees to get closer to that steam so you can have your so you basically your knees are on either side of the pot mm -hmm. um, and the steam is just able to go right up and this is a very easy effective way to do an at-home steam with just a pot and water right so let's take a quick and, break for the weekly challenge because we're already on okay. it hang on okay <laughs> Welcome to our weekly challenge segment where we arm you with new tools each week to kick some self-care butt. As you explore all of these new options presented weekly, my hope is that you will come to collect a number of quick ways to take care of yourself inside and out. You will essentially have your very own and very handy self-care toolkit. Some of the challenges may not work for you and some will seem perfectly tailored to you. We are building up your defenses, inspiring your mind, body, and spirit toward total wellness. Keep in mind that the goal is always progress, not perfection. The only rule is that you are never allowed to beat yourself up. Keep me posted on your progress. Stay accountable. It helps. Okay, let's hit this week's challenge. Okay, so tell us, we already heard about how to seem at home, but tell us what the weekly challenge is, Kelly. <laughs> Okay, the weekly challenge, I, I think a lot of women hear about it, they're excited about it, and then they think that they need a lot of special tools to do it or whatever it might be. But I am of the opinion that all women should be able to steam anywhere in a, you know, in a jiffy. <laughs> and so I would like to challenge everybody to go into your kitchen and to get 
the supplies that you need to do a vaginal steam and to go ahead and do it this week for your challenge. And in order to help you a little bit further, I have some photos on the Steamy Chick website that show exactly how you could do it at home with only um, a, a pot and water. And that's going to be if you go to steamychick.com and then you click on the user guide and then you you select um, steam without uh, or how to steam without a vaginal steam sauna. Okay, then it will just show you you know photo instructions of how you do your vaginal steam at home. And then I do recommend you know you try it, you do it, and then also um, order some herbs because once you get your herbs that are specialized for you, it goes up it goes up a notch. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna order some from you because I just got the the yoni steam herbs. Um, like at the alchemist kitchen, they weren't tailored to me or anything. Um, so I'm going to order through you also. So that's the weekly challenge guys. We're all going to steam. And then some questions around that, Kelly, can we, should we steam no matter where we're at in our cycle? Can pregnant women steam? Who shouldn't? Who should? Good questions. Good questions. Okay. So, um, so pregnant women should not steam. Um, steaming is contraindicated during pregnancy. It should not be done at all because steaming relaxes and opens the cervix and, um, and, and that can, you know, can induce a miscarriage. So it's absolutely not to be done during pregnancy. Um, if somebody's trying to conceive, uh, then they should only do it, um, after their period. Uh, but they shouldn't do it after ovulation, okay? Because that might, you know, could also in the same way interfere with um, their, um, their, you know, conception. Let's see. Women with um, hot flashes uh, should be warned. Um, for some, some women with hot flashes have reported it makes uh, things better and it helps the hot flashes to go away. But other women have reported it just makes them too hot. <laughs> and so mm. it makes them, it can bring on a hot flash. So with women with hot flashes do need to air with caution. If, if anything, just do a very mild, very cool steam. Uh, and, and then don't do it during the period. You want to do it either before, uh, sorry, you, do, you don't do it during the period, but you can do it at any other point you know, in your cycle. Okay. Um, Good question there because you're ideally you do it right after the period ends, right? Well, yeah, I, I I know you, you were mentioning that earlier. So it, it really depends because it depends on what you're trying to treat. For example, if I know, if I'm working with somebody who has a lot of old residue buildup, then what I do is I have them steam prior to their period, like a couple days before, and I have them steam a couple days in a row. And what I'm trying to do is I'm, we're using the steam to loosen up whatever's in there. That way, when the period comes, they have a, a heightened flush. It helps to flush out, you know, all of that old residue, which the steam helps to loosen up. So it's useful to do it before the period in, in those cases. Then it's really good to do it after the period, no matter what. Everybody should do it after the period all the time, even if there's no period problems. And that's just really good because you make sure that you finish your uterine cleanse and that anything else in the vaginal canal or in the cervix, you know, that everything else just clears out. It's just a nice hygienic practice to make sure that you cleared everything from your period and that helps the next period to start on fresh red blood instead of that brown blood right because mm. that brown blood is a sign that there was old residue left in there, there was right old blood in there 
I have that. So it is very good. It is very good after the period. And then if you have that, then you might even steam more than once after the period. You might steam like two or three days in a row until you don't see that brown lingering anymore. You definitely want to get rid of all of that brown lingering after the period. But then there's other times, like, for example, there's some women that have ovulation pain. They have like really excruciating cramping during ovulation. Well, in their case, then um, what I do is I, I... try to figure out when the ovulation pain starts, you know, I try to get them to track it. And then I have them start steaming a couple days before when that pain starts. So that might be, you know, where they get their, they start getting their cramps on day 13, then I would have them steam on day 11, 12 and 13. And then that will help prevent them from having those, um, that ovulation pain, right. And then when it comes to, you know, bacterial vaginosis, uh, it has nothing to do with the timing of the cycle, it's just really good for people to steam consecutively to get all of the excess cervical mucus filled with the bacteria, the, you know, the bad bacteria out. So, you know, in this case, these people might do a five to 10 day cleanse and steam consecutive days. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it doesn't really, you know, matter where, where it is in the cycle. The the main thing is to just do it ASAP, (laughs) right? Got it. Got it. And so even with the, the bacteria, cleanse would you do you you can just do the salt and the mint again right or do you need special herbs for the bacteria cleanse yeah you can do the salt and mint and um the thing is uh, and it will help because when it comes to treating bacterial vaginosis a bacteria infection then um then the main thing is the bacteria is living in the in the mucus there's a lot of irregular mucus that that woman will also be reporting so it can be yellow white, green, you know, all kinds of things. So we want to clear that mucus out and steam. Uh, When a woman steams, then she actually flushes a lot of that mucus out. So when she steams, then more discharge comes out, which is good because we want to get rid of all of that um, bad mucus because it's it's latent with the, the bacteria and it makes it so that the bacteria uh, can, can, um, can reproduce, you know, it makes it so that the bacteria has a really comfy home. So the idea is get rid of all of that excess mucus. So the steaming, the steam alone is what pulls that mucus out. However, I do recommend, you know, if you are steaming for a bacterial infection, get the herbs for, you know, for the bacteria infection, because they are filled with antibacterial herbs that are going to be able to fight the bacteria um, like kill the bacteria rather than just pull out the mucus that the bacteria is living in, right? So you want like a double, um, you want like a, that double approach because bacteria infections can be really hard to get rid of. So, so you know, I always want to hit it with the one, two, pull out all the mucus and kill the bacteria. They are really hard to get rid of. They are. <laughs> it's so crazy. I had an infection recently and I haven't had one in so long and it was hard to get rid of. Yeah, um, pesty. Yeah, and I thought of you, and I was like, steam. I could steam for ten days in a row, and I just, I just didn't. But I, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> I should have. Um, I really. Well, should've. you know what to do. You know what to do if it comes back. So, I, I mean, do. that's that's really like a lot of the battle. You know, a lot of times the doctors will give antibiotics, and those. Um, can have um, those those can you know can be successful but then as soon as the woman's finished taking it then the 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 infection you know will come back and so some women have it chronic where they take antibiotic after antibiotic and then it just comes back you know over and over again so you luckily you're not having it that bad but um, but one of the reasons why is because the antibiotic can be harmful to the good bacteria that helps to the good flora that helps to fight the bad bacteria right Mm -hmm. so 
it's just, it, it can be difficult. It can be difficult. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And how about infertility? Because I know my, my episode last week was about infertility. So I know or I've seen reports that, that yoni steam or steam, vaginal steaming helps with this. Yeah, yeah. So it goes back to that old residue that I was talking about. When women have old residue buildup, you know, on their uterine walls, um, the thing about conception is that everybody's focused on the egg quality, the sperm quality, and making sure that these two meet in the uterus at the right time, right? That's what everybody's thinking about. And then the woman's age, oh, she's too old, she's whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then... um, you know, when you can get this egg and the sperm together, even think of like the healthiest eggs and the health, healthiest sperm, and you get them together in the uterus at the right timing. Uh, what happens next? They implant, it has to implant in the uterine wall for the pregnancy to take. And so I believe that we are, I, I've seen, you know, just the trends. So many people are having trouble getting pregnant, right? And um, doctors, after one year of trying naturally, will diagnose a woman with unexplained infertility. However, those same doctors and even the fertility experts that the women end up going to never question about the period to determine whether or not the uterus is is ready for conception whether or not the uterus is in a healthy state for conception because the uterine walls need to be clean right and they would be and as long as we're getting our our normal healthy period then it would be and you know that you have a a good clean uterus if your period begins and ends with medium flow no cramps no clots no side effects that's a that's a healthy uterus right that's a a clean uterus (laughs) and so you've got these women and they're trying to conceive and again you get the egg and the sperm together without assuming that you know this woman doesn't know when she ovulates they get together and it can't implant it can't implant in the wall and then the the um the old residue buildup on the wall i believe is also what creates the complications that can result in miscarriage so Steaming and fertility, going back to your question, when a woman steams and is able to to clear her uterine walls and have a healthy, clean uterus, then she's ready for conception. There's nothing to impede the the conception. Then is actually when she has to worry about, you know, they have to worry about the sperm and the egg getting together at the right time. But that's not usually the problem. By the time somebody's one year into trying and, and, you know, to conceive, they already have the timing down. Right. The other thing is that um, that when a uterus isn't um, clean, you know, when then what happens is the um, the cycle, the timing of the cycle gets off. The timing of the ovulation gets off. So, for example, women might have longer periods. uh, I'm sorry, longer cycles, um, cycles that are um, longer than 30 days. Let's 31 days or longer. That's a long menstrual cycle. The cycle should be between 28 to 30 days. Right. So that can be a problem because then the ovulation timing gets off so that, you know, that is an issue. But again, like at the end of the day, the majority of the work is to make sure to get that clean, you know, make sure that the, the woman is getting a good period and that she's getting a full uterine cleanse during the period. And, and then there shouldn't be an issue with the ovulation and the conception at that point. And so a lot of women um, who have unexplained infertility or have been trying for a long time, they're able to get pregnant sometimes immediately, you know, and then sometimes there's more work. Like, for example, with a period like yours, 
I think you might need three to six weeks, right? Uh, uh, Three to six cycles before you end up having that, that clean, perfect period. But, um, but, but either way, you know, doing that work and getting the uterus healthy first helps to avoid so many problems. I mean, think about, you know, uh, birth defects, think about miscarriage, think about, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong. Having that healthy uterus is the best guarantee that you can conceive naturally and that nothing will go wrong. And then people even use it when they're doing um, fertility assistance. So, um, you know, they are able, like I had this one woman, she'd already done two failed attempts of IVF and then she did steaming and on her third attempt she conceived, right? And she had, you know, every, she had the worst, you know, um, uterine buildup that I've ever heard of like her period was just black that was all that was her period was a couple days of black blood every three or four months you know that's a really old residue you know that's a a uterus with a lot of old residue in it right and so she has already had two failed attempts at IVF and it's just like what are your doctors thinking right you know there's they're taking her egg they're taking his sperm they're putting them together and then they're already fertilizing them and then putting them into a uterus filled with old blood there's nowhere for that baby to grow or to implant or to anything right so um so anyhow she steamed 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 she got a period and she had a lot of black gunk come out and then she got to fresh red in her period so to me that's a sign that at least it was able to clear somewhat right and then the doctor was like oh no you got your period and put her on birth control so she wouldn't get a period again so they could do their third attempt well, on that third attempt, she conceived. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so it's, it's really incredible, um, specifically when you, it comes to unexplained infertility. But there is one other issue with unexplained infertility. So clearing the uterus is, is the majority of it. Um, and then there's also when women have short menstrual cycles. So I consider anything 27 days or shorter a short menstrual cycle. So when women have short menstrual cycles, then they actually have to extend their cycle to that 28, at least to 28 days as well. So steaming with this, uh, there's like I have a specific herbal blend um, for women with short menstrual cycles that helps to get the peer, the cycle to that 28 days. And that's important, too, because when they don't have that 28 day cycle, the ovulation comes early. And when the ovulation comes early, it can, can come on day 11, 12, or 13, whatever. That's all early. And when it comes early, the um, basically the follicle isn't mature enough hmm. to conceive. Right. So it's, that's really important that, you know, that, that woman doesn't ovulate until day 14 uh, or 15, which is the normal time. Um, so that the so that the follicle is mature enough because it matures for the first two weeks of the cycle. Well, if it lets go and it comes early, then... Um, then it's not mature enough to conceive, even if she gets her timing right, you know. Uh, so so that's important to extend the menstrual cycle, at least to that 28 days, which will help the ovulation to come at that at least day 14, right? So that's the second part of the battle is extending the menstrual cycle. So I have a, 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 a steamy chick herbal blend that has been really successful at extending women's cycles it doesn't it so so that part of it is those herbs because what they do is they help to they just they they help to give the the uterus what it needs in order to 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 wait until day 28 but um on the other hand part of it has to do with lifestyle Um, women who have short cycles tend to be um the most wonderful women amongst us the angels amongst us who just help everybody and work tirelessly Hmm. and don't 
and don't necessarily prioritize their own self-care. Mm. <laughs> so they're actually tired. And because of their tiredness, their uterus is tired. And because the uterus is tired, it's um, releasing the, uh, the, the follicles releasing too early. That's where you have your early ovulation and the periods coming too early. That's where you, so it's not actually, I mean, I call it a short menstrual cycle, but really the period came early. It doesn't have to c come early next month it can extend if she does the proper things, right? So self-care is really important when it comes to getting that longer menstrual cycle. But the best combination is going to be that self-care, um, proper period care. So that's where that moon medicine course could be really great because the best way to, uh, to give her uterus energy, to rest her uterus, is to properly take care of herself during the period. She could charge her uterus up so that her uterus isn't exhausted anymore. Right. And then to prioritize self-care. Right. Wow. Okay. I'm so inspired. I've been, I've been super inspired the last few months to get to the bottom. Like everyone has just told me my whole life, heavy periods run in the family. Like it'll get better when you go through menopause. Right. Um, <laughs> my mom had an ablation. My grandmother had a hysterectomy and it's like, I, I just refuse to accept that as an answer. I refuse to live in a world where like every month, once one week out of every month, you know, I'm on my back. Like, <laughs> but with you in particular, like what I would like for you to do, um, I want you to do the steaming before the period. So, and I want, I'm going to, I'm going to send you some herbs just for having me on the show. So I'm going to make sure to get you the right herbs, um, too. And are, are your periods coming short or That's what, so like how sweet. long are your cycles? They're usually 28 days on the mark, but it's so okay, funny. Good. It's so funny That's that good. you just said this though, because the last few months, not this past month, but like the two or three months before it came on like day 26 and, oh, okay. and yeah. I am really tired. So like, I'm yeah. not, so yeah. that's, that was, that's interesting, you know? Okay. So then the other reason why it keeps on going is because, okay, so this is, so, he, so this is so fun. Cause we get to just, let's just talk about you. Let's do this. <laughs> this is your show. Let's do this with you. Okay. So what I'm going to, I'm going to send you the gentle herbs. So the gentle herbs are going to help to make sure that your period, for, well, what, what they do is they have um, anti-hemorrhagic uh, properties in it. So it helps to like keep the bleeding, stop bleeding, right? So it's going to stop your bleeding from coming early. And um, hopefully it's also going to uh, reduce the amount of bleeding you're having during your period, right? Mm. Um, but it, there's also herbs in there which tone the uterus. They're supposed to strengthen the uterus so that your uterus doesn't feel so exhausted. Okay. Oh, amazing. So that's what we're going to, yeah. So that's the perfect herb blend for you. So I'm going to send you some steamy chick herbs. And what I want you to do is I want for you to steam. I'm going to say, as bad as you're describing your period, I want you to do five days in a row before your period. Oh, cool. And the, the mild steams that you're doing are fine, but I want you to do, let's see, since your period can come on day 26, I want you to steam on day. Days 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, okay? So menstrual cycles, days 20 through 24. You're going to steam every day for those days with these gentle herbs, okay? Then what that's going to do is hopefully loosen up everything. And then you're just going to stop at that point and let your period come whenever it wants to come. When it comes, we're hoping to see more clots. We're hoping to see more old residue come out. But your task is to clear your schedule in anticipation of your period coming and that to make sure to rest during the four days of the period. Now, one of the reasons why women's periods continue longer than four days is if she's not resting, then the uterus is now, uh, so it's, tw it, it, it's twice its weight during the period, okay? 
So your uterus is twice the weight. Your body's doing all of this work. It's send, it's, your body's producing twice as much blood. Your body's doing all this work, and then if you're up and busy and moving around, then it really works against your body. And your uterus, it exasperates your uterus. In your case, that's what's happening. And so your uterus actually can't stop the blood flow after day four. It can't stop it. It's just like, it's so tired, it can't even close. Wow. The cervix needs to close and the blood vessels need to close. So the way to prevent that right away is just if you go on to bed rest days one through four of the period, your period will probably stop on day four. Wow. So so you have to take it very seriously. You have to take your rest seriously. Nobody can take it from you. You own that. Your body is doing twice as much as it should. So it's kind of like during pregnancy, our body has to produce twice as much blood. And we all know to let pregnant women rest. <laughs> Right. Right. Well, we do. With the period, right. And then not only that, we know that pregnant women, but they're also carrying around, a, you know, a life that, you know, they're also carrying around all this extra weight. Same during the period. The uterus doubles in size. It doubles in size and weight. So that's why you, women ha- end up with back pain and, you know, all this stuff. Well, not if you're resting. Hmm. <laughs> like that's our me time. That's our spa time. That's our relaxation time. That's your girl's trip. That's your vacation. Whatever you want to call it. It's your monthly time. That is your time to rest, right? Right. And if you don't rest, you actually weaken yourself and you and you um, end up ruining your energy. If you do rest during that time, then your period, you're going to have your four-day-long period. You're going to stop bleeding. Your uterus is going to feel good. And you're going to have energy the whole rest of the month. But if you work through it and you don't allow your body to rest during that time, you're going to finish your period with an achy back, blood deficient, you know, anemic, <laughs> headaches, right. um, and you, and or your period won't be able to stop if it's too exasperated, right? So, Kelly, so that's I am, a really important thing for you, Jackie. I am like near tears right now because, because I'm thinking like, you know, it's so crazy that this isn't the way women are approached medically right like it's it's not the way that our periods are approached and yeah. and it's really sad to me because it, it like our bodies go through so much they really do monthly yeah. and yeah. um and no one you know the only time it was okay for me to rest was day one when it was crazy <laughs> okay yeah. but it's like yeah I think what I learned in that that course I was telling you about was just that yeah that it's really important for us to rest and that most of us just aren't doing that especially here in LA or New York or any of these cities like most of us just aren't resting over our period Um, well it's confusing because there was like these messages about women's empowerment that said that we don't have to rest during our period it was I think it was seen as patriot I I think it was seen as condescending or something so there's like a lot of um you know, people that say, oh, I don't have to stay home during my period, right? Because those are like traditional viewpoints sometimes, right? right. And so as people, as we're fighting the system, <laughs> as we're fighting the system, we just have to make sure we're fighting the, wrong, the right things, right? So this woman shared with me the other day, she's Muslim. And she was like, yeah, she says, during, uh, she said, I don't have to go to the mosque and I don't have to pray when I'm in my period. She said, and people misinterpret that this means that I'm 
dirty or not sacred during that time. She said, no. She says, it's just that we get to rest. She said, if I didn't get to rest during my period, I'd have to get up at 4 a.m. She says, so I love my period because it's the only time I get to sleep in. Mm. She says, I don't have to go to mosque, which means I don't have to, you know, get everybody ready, have dinner ready afterwards. You know what I mean? So she says, like, it, it allows her that time to rest and that's the purpose of it. And a lot of times it gets misinterpreted, right? So you've got people who are like, empowerment you can go into the mosque when you're you know and you can pray when you're on your period like yeah you could right but like then you wouldn't get to rest and we need a break right because women do everything oh my gosh women are angels they do everything right you think women aren't running that mosque women are running the mosque i'm not saying they're the of course. top person with the top recognized but that's how everything works you know women are always running everything i know <laughs> it's like, true to give them that permission to rest, they actually have that protection, right? And so I, you know, so it's such a good example because in Islam, you know, so many people are ready to jump on, you know, oh, well, women are, you know, disgraced and or they're, um, they don't have their, their rights in Islam. Well, okay, maybe there might be something here or there or in a certain country, you know, where there happen to be, you know, Muslims in power that are oppressing their women. But Islam itself, that's not an issue that women are allowed to rest during their period. In fact, it's it's a blessing. It's mm. a gift for the women, right? And so um so so anyway, yeah, just to drive home the point, like unfortunately so, so, like whatever, you know, our in our trying to empower ourselves, we just need to make sure we're not weakening ourselves. So yes, we can do everything that men can do. Yes, we can run marathons during our periods, but it's not a good idea. It's not necessarily going to be good for our health. Right. And it's not, it's not a good, really a great self-love or self-care practice. <laughs> um, yeah, well, just physiologically, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Right, right? no. And it's, wait, Jackie, but before we go on, the last thing with you, when your period's over, you're going to see brown residue. Okay. And when you have that brown residue, I want you to start steaming again. So you stop steaming during the period, you rest for four days. And then if your period might go five or six days, that's fine. But whenever you get your brown residue, your period's actually over, your bleeding's over. That's just old residue. So I want you to steam on that old residue. And I want you to steam three times in a row after your period. Oh. And so what I want you to do is steam five times before your period and three times after your period until you have normal periods. And oh. you're probably about three or four months away from getting that perfect period. Oh, cool. Oh my gosh, Kelly, thank you so much. Um, of course. This was just amazing and I feel so good and so excited and, and so so hurt as a woman. Um, where can people find you and your products and, and everything they need to know about working with you? Sure, okay, I am at steamychick.com and um and you can find everything there so number one i have vaginal steam supplies i have herbs tailored to your needs and then i have um sauna i have all uh, uh sauna different saunas i have sorry i have a sauna marketplace with all the different vaginal steam saunas available for you to purchase as well okay so um then i also have a directory on the website um, I train vaginal steam practitioners. I, I train practitioners, okay? So for anybody who is interested in learning how, like, how to facilitate vaginal steams for, for others and how to be able to treat women's, you know, menstrual cycle issues, um, I am training a... Um, a force of women to do this a team of women we basically i get emails from all over the world all day long of women asking for help and so i had to 
turn my focus away from actually just making my products and turn my my focus to training more women that are able to do this, right? So, um, so my vaginal steam facilitator certification is there. You find it under certification, and it's only it's ninety seven dollars to enroll, and then another ninety seven dollars to do the certification exam. So it's really economical. It's under three hundred dollars, um, and then that would allow a woman, uh, a practitioner, to start working with um, with customers okay wow um then i have for all of the people all of the facilitators that i've trained i have a directory so if you go to the directory on steamychick.com um you will be able to find all of the trained vaginal steam facilitators um around the world that i've that i've trained and there's about uh, there's over 100 on there right now Wow, and there's over 600 in my courses right now so there's going to be a lot more on that on that map um, populating soon, but we're still getting messages every day from people that are like, well, I checked out the, the directory and there's no one in my area. So check out the directory. If there's nobody in your area, we need more. We need more people that are doing this work and that are able to, to learn this, this ancient advanced medicine that women invented, you know, you know, since the beginning of time to be able to treat our issues, right? So, um, so, and then also, even if there are other people in your town, we can't have enough. Right. right. I think, I think we need to have vaginal steam facilitators like we have, um, like we have nail spots. Like they just need to be everywhere on every corner. Okay? Yes. Like we all have vaginas and, and there are so many period issues, right? Yes. So anyhow, so, um, so please, I need more people to get certified. And then, so that's just, I have that first level certification vaginal steam facilitator and that's just the contraindications and herb selection but then the next level is being able to do an intake and and learn what somebody's menstrual cycle is like and what that means and then being able to tailor a plan so that's where you learn how to treat postpartum uh, or postpartum recovery infertility fibroids infections so that's going to be in my parasteam hydrotherapy certification program and that uh, certification program is um, it takes about a year to complete there's 30 courses oh wow and um and i expect that that certification is going to um you put out uh it's going to produce pair you know high level highly trained parasteam hydrotherapists that um, that I hope are going to be the first go-to before women even start go to the gynecologist. Why not try the natural option first, right? Right. So, um, so I train uh, everybody. I certified everybody through my uh, Parasteam Hydrotherapy Institute, which I am working on getting um, accredited. So you know, hopefully, cool. and, and yeah. So so this is all going to develop, uh, d- develop and evolve. And not only that, um, I'm working on getting clinical studies done. So once we get clinical studies that medically show that show the medical science behind all of this, um, you know, there's no going to be there's not going to be any turning back. You know? Right. So cool. So, um, so that's everything. Yeah, that's everything. That's everything. So steamychick.com and then you're on Instagram at steamychick, right? That's right. That's okay. right. And okay. then I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have a Facebook uh, page, facebook.com backslash steamy chick. And then that gives you the link into our secret Facebook group where we talk about vaginal steaming all the live long day. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm going to go join yeah. that. I'm not in that yeah. yet. Um, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. This has just been amazing. And uh, everyone, we will uh, see you next week.
Thanks so much for listening to the Too Sick and Naked podcast, everybody. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Find me at Jackie on Instagram and follow me at TooSickAndNaked.com if you want some more wellness gems. You can also join the Healing Out Loud Facebook group. Find me on there and absolutely join if you are interested in healing out loud with some of your fellows. If you are interested in my coaching services, you can write to me via email and write to me with any other questions, concerns, comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you always. Have an amazing week, my beautiful friends, my Healing Out Loud tribe. Can't wait to give you more wellness gems and tips next week, and I hope you're able to implement what you learned this week. All right, see you next time.